literally at three o'clock in the morning, woke up with this idea for a site called Instant Sales Letters. And uh, it became my first million dollar kind of product. And people were like, well, how did you do that? And so then that turned into me helping other people take their content information expertise and sell that online. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. Today, we have Yannick Silver, who is the founder of Evolved Enterprise, which is a illuminating journey for 21st century entrepreneurs ready to explore how greater purpose, joy, and meaningful impact create fierce brand loyalty and marketplace leadership and deliver exceptional profits. I'm going to let Yannick actually elaborate on that in a little bit. But Yannick, how's it going? Hey, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us a little more about, well, I guess who you are and what you do, because you've got a lot of experience. Yeah, just, you know, the quick uh, the quick background is actually got started in the online space in 2000, literally at three o'clock in the morning, woke up with this idea for a site called Instant Sales Letters. And uh, it became my first million dollar kind of product. And within the first couple months, on track to do six figures. And people are like, well, how did you do that? And so then that turned into me helping other people take their content information expertise and sell that online. And about 10 years ago, I sort of had this, I don't know, I asked myself a really simple sounding question, which was, am I, am I happy? And I was, if I was, honest, the answer was, was no. I mean, you know, outside looking in, had a, making a lot of money, you know, drove a, a really hot car, had a great family, had a great reputation in the online marketing space, which isn't always that easy. And, uh, but you know, I, I just, you know, knew or thought that I had something bigger to do and, and give and so forth. And that started this whole track of, uh, originally I started something called Maverick Business Adventures, where I thought it would be, you know, my ultimate sort of passion business, you know, get entrepreneurs together, do wild trips and combine it with business and some sort of charity. And then uh, fast forward about four hundred thousand dollars in, my wife's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And it forced me to, you know, think about okay, what what really mattered. And part of that process was actually getting all the pieces here for for Evolved Enterprise. Um, you know, being able to to meet some of the the greatest business icons of, of the world and see how some sort of unknown companies have have been able to do this and to get their their team aligned in a greater mission, to get themselves putting out their most meaningful work and to really kind of rethink and reimagine what, what we're doing with business and how that becomes the greatest lever for making a difference in the world. Great. And, you know, I, you know, my background is also in online marketing, but then, you know, you start to make a transition and I'm wondering, there's always like a turning point, right? What was the turning point for you or like what happened for you to, to cause you, uh, you mentioned, you know, what the hell am I doing? But I feel like there's a deeper story to that. So can you elaborate a little more? Yeah, well, you know, there's two turning points for sure. Like I, I Called a cosmic alarm clock and this like cosmic alarm clock we you know you don't know when it's going to go off right like so i have uh little kids i guess they're not quite as little anymore uh almost 12 and 10 now but i remember our younger our daughter like she was just waiting for her wiggly tooth right like you know getting her first tooth like her older brother had already had a couple of teeth that were that came out and, and the tooth fairy came and delivered you know some cash and so she was like 
she's into cash and she's into, uh, you know, just, you know, she wanted every, everything as a younger kid, you want everything, you know, faster and, and see what happens because you got your older sibling there, but you know, you can't rush it like this. It's just in divine timing. And, and so this cosmic alarm clock moment, like you either hit snooze on it and like that voice in your head of, you know, are you doing the work that you're meant to be doing? Like, we'll keep getting louder and louder, or you can sort of shut it off. And and I think that you kind of die a little bit inside each day when you're not doing the most important work that you could be doing. And so that's what this has been a journey through and, and figuring out. And so for me, it was like two parts, right? It was, am I happy? And then no, not totally happy. So let's see what that looks like. And then that exploration was, I thought, putting all my passions into one thing, but I, I didn't follow my own rules. Like, so for my first business, business. It was like, you know, started out, out of a one bedroom. Uh, you know, it probably cost me a couple hundred dollars to, to get up and going. And for this one, I'm like, okay, we're going to do everything right. We're going to, you know, have a, have a great team, hire them. We're going to, you know, spend a bunch of money on, on the branding to get that right. Like, you know, all the things that, you know, I, I teach entrepreneurs you know, to, to bootstrap and, and I didn't because the, the other, the internet publishing company kind of had the open wallet to pay for what this other company was doing. And it only took that sort of $400,000 hit on the head. Like, I think we we learn, we either grow through pain or joy. And joy is like that, that GPS that keeps drawing us forward. And pain are like the guardrails towards that 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 joy. And they can be either narrow, so you get through it pretty, pretty tight because you're in alignment, or it can be wider and wider and you keep getting bonked on the head over and over again because you haven't learned that lesson or you need that, you know, that almost like uh, I heard this somewhere and I can't remember who I'd give them credit, but that like our, our lives are very much like, you know, if you've ever seen a, a blind person with a cane navigating, what they're doing is they're navigating for where are the, you know, they're getting feedback on each each way that when they're swinging that cane, right? So so that's what that's what I was getting was, you know, that very first trip I went on was a great trip. We went to Baja, Mexico and had a great time and, and 26 entrepreneurs went with us and it was, it was awesome, but I ended up losing about $40,000. And so that was, you know, a little bit of feedback. And then, uh, and then ongoing when, when ended up $400,000 in like that became the bigger bonk on the head and forced me to decide, you know, is my why big enough? Dude, this is Maverick, right? And so, you know, my why wasn't to build an adventure travel company. My why was to, you know, our, our mission now has changed the way business is played. And that why wouldn't have come forth if I didn't have those sort of sideways moments with, with what we're doing. And it gave me this really, you know, sort of wild time of like this golden handcuffs, right? Because I could easily have gone back to what I was doing. Uh, but it wasn't, I had outgrown that and it wasn't, it wasn't my, my path anymore, but I could have done it. And, and again, I used to sort of would have slowly died inside or trusting that there's something more that could be unfolding here. And what, what would that look like? And, and to just continue that process and sort of leap and hope and know that the, the wings will, will appear and grow. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, when you, you, you've, what I've read is you've bootstrapped eight different products and, and service ideas to over seven figures or so. So when you talk about bootstrapping, uh, where it sounds like the mis- the four hundred thousand dollar mistake you made was it because you know you had all these profits from the other company and you just start you just lumped them over into this new venture? Is that what happened? And that was the big mistake, or was it something else? Uh, yeah, there's a couple things. I mean, one for sure is like having that that open checkbook. Yeah, like bootstrapping. So uh, there wasn't like a Hey, you know, you got you got a twenty five thousand dollar budget for this. Go figure it out because that increases your creativity. Uh, it was it was yeah having that open checkbook, which then we were hiring people to do 
functions that we didn't we weren't ready for because we didn't even have we didn't have a, a market and a, and a and a message match really. So we we, we didn't get into the we, we didn't validate our, our market essentially. Great. Okay. So some of these uh, these product and service ideas. So okay, you have uh, you have Maverick. Is that different from Maverick One Thousand? Well, that's what it evolved into. Okay, um, and is so, that still going today? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so that's been about. about you know, it's funny. Years. I heard about Maverick One Thousand from I, so uh, I'm in this. I'm either from Entrepreneurs Organization or Young Entrepreneurs Council, probably the second one. And I think yeah. people were talking about, oh, like you got to check out Maverick One Thousand. And the guy happened to be a, a marketer as well. Um, so I mean, I, I'd love to you know for you to tell the audience what Maverick One Thousand is exactly, what kind of experiences um, they can get from it, and then uh, I guess we can dive a little deeper into that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and. And that's that's really where we started applying this framework of evolved enterprise. Uh, but Maverick 1000 is this idea of can we get together a thousand of the, the world's sort of game changing leading entrepreneurs and voices in the entrepreneurial space? And and how do we get together so that we can support each other, our personal growth, our business growth, uh, make the world a better place through through our entrepreneurial thinking and talents, and then also have a bunch of fun in the process. So we'll have different retreats that go on throughout the year. We have different adventures. Like I'm going to Haiti next week, and we, we build a self-sustaining village there all the way to we go to another island. We go to Necker Island, which is Richard Branson's island for a week each year. How did and, you even get that connection? Uh, it's been it's been great. I mean, it's it's now we're it's going on. This, that was our ninth trip the last, you know, got back uh, maybe a month ago. And it came from uh, a friend of mine who ended up having, uh, he went to a charity dinner with him and uh, a guy named Joe Polish. And and so Joe, you know, made a quick connection with, with Richard and thought, you know, maybe I could do this a trip to Necker that would support and, and raise money for the for Virgin Night, which is the charity arm. And so I was actually one of the first people that signed up for it because I always had in my life list, like have lunch with Richard Branson. I thought that'd be great. I mean, he's been one of my business, biggest business heroes, right? The guy, you know, is associated with 300 plus businesses and he's so adventurous and he, you know, wants to make a difference in the world. I'm like, you know, who, who better, right? Like that totally is someone I resonate with. And, and so I went that first year and, and then Joe's like, well, I don't know if I can fill it again. So I don't think we're going to do it. And I'm like, well, why don't you and I do it together? And so that ended up being that we partnered up for a couple of years and did it where I bring half the people and he bring half the people. And now, uh, and now it's become uh, a trip that we run ourselves because it's really in alignment with, uh, you know, these evolved enterprise principles, because Richard and I definitely share that shared belief that business can be the greatest lever to make a difference in the world. And, and now I've actually been asked to be part of the Virgin Night Board, so it's been a it's been a you know amazing sort of full circle journey. Cool. I want to talk about Maverick One Thousand a little bit more, but what are some key lessons you think, or I guess even key habits you've taken away from Richard while hanging out with him? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so it, he is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so many, right? Because you're you're just you, you get to witness somebody who who is kind of the ultimate entrepreneur, right? Because of all the, all the things that he's involved in. And, and it's fascinating because he is, um, he's more concerned about what is the good that he's going to do than, than talking to his team about, about a particular you know business or, or thing going on. And, and so he, he really does believe in this idea of, you know, we do a Q and a with him every single year. So we get a chance to sit down and, and, and ask him questions. And then of course, just kind of on the fly, I'll ask him things, but you know, you always want to know, like, how, how do you manage with 300 some entities that you're associated with in some way? And some of them are just licensing deals, right? Where Virgin brand is licensed to these companies, uh, which are more straightforward, but some of them, you know, like Virgin Atlantic and, and Virgin Galactic and so 
forth. He, he's pretty involved, but it always comes back to bringing in good people. And so he won't start a venture or, or take one on unless there's a key president or, or you know, a key person there. And, and so that's that's been one of one of his pieces. And, you know, it sounds so trite when he says it. It's just like, well, you know, of course, you know, go hire good people and bring them in. And even when you can't afford it and even when you, you know, don't think that you, you want to move yourself out of the business as fast as you can is what he'll say. And and so that's, you know, that's one of his lessons for sure. Another one for absolute sure is he doesn't take himself too seriously. He, um, you know, he has a lot of fun. He on Necker, which is truly like this paradise that he's built of, of everything that he, he wants. Uh, I mean, there's lemurs there and flamingos and, and you name it. Like he's been able to build almost this, like this fantasy island in a way. And, but he has a rule there of, of you know, there's no work in the afternoon. And it, it sounds it sounds almost, almost, you know, so again, it's so simple, but, but he absolutely believes in that you get more done by, by a constraining the time that you have things to do. And then also making sure that you're continually rejuvenating yourself and, 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 and making sure that you're, you're taking care of yourself. He also starts every morning with some sort of physical activity. And we've, we've talked about this a great deal. Um, you know, just that is such a key part of his daily routine. Like he'll go kiteboarding in the morning, he'll swim around the island, Mostly now it's been about tennis. He'll play tennis in the morning. How many so, hours do you think he works uh, per day? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I mean, you know, if he'll, I'm going to, if I was going to make my best guess, I'd, I'd say four, maybe three. Wow. That's efficiency. Yeah. I mean, he also has, you know, he has two assistants that are with him at all times. One for, that is his main assistant and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, he'll, she'll, she's the one that really sifts and sorts his workload of who, who he needs to respond to and how, and then she'll, you know, he'll he'll dictate and she'll she'll provide the you know the the stuff that has, she she works way more than four hours a day <laughs> okay that makes total sense then okay yeah. so he has these two extensions of him yeah 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 for sure and and but but just to just to be around them around him is is fascinating because it, it, he's in conversation he's in conversation with you right like he's there's no phone that that he's like constantly checking or texting while he's having a conversation it's just He's, he's engaged uh, w- with you, and and so it's it's powerful. It's really it's really amazing to to just be around that. Back to Maverick One Thousand. So how does it how does it work? I mean, how much should you know? I, I bet there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this right now that are thinking, you know, I, I want to look into this Maverick One Thousand thing just based off of some of the stories that you just told me right now about Necker Island. Um, yeah. So how does it work? I mean, how did how much do they have to pay? What can they expect to get out of it? How many days is it? All that. Yeah. So uh, it, it's we we're looking for three main categories of entrepreneurs. One is you already have a voice in the entrepreneurial space in some way. Uh, two, you're a world-class expert. And three, you're an industry leader and want to be a lighthouse back to your industry and really transform your, your industry in some way. So, you know, that, that, that's why the, the conversation is elevated uh, when we get together and, and what we do. So uh, members come in, actually members get to vote on which members come in. So typically it starts by coming to uh, some sort of live event. I mean, they can come to, to Necker Island with us if that's, you know, one of the things that they want to want to be involved in and they don't have to be a member to come to something like that. And then they could be asked to become a member. They could come to one of our, our uh, three extra treats, which are three day, uh, one day of, of growth. So it could be business growth, personal growth, one day of impact, one day of some sort of unique experience. Or we, we also run a summer camp uh, called Camp Maverick. So there's, you know, a couple ways of sort of getting in and um, it's it's a it's a membership group. 
So they, they, you pay a, a monthly membership fee and that entitles you to uh, three events out of out of six that occur throughout the year. Got it. And how much is that membership fee? Uh, 1500 a month. Got it. Okay. So 18K a year to get into this, you get Necker Island um, and you mentioned like other, other events are like Haiti. Are you, Necker Island, that seems like it's kind of a, a staple, like that's for sure in and do you kind of rotate other things in? Yeah. So, uh, so Necker, you know, the, the whole week obviously wouldn't be included for that price. Uh, it's, it's a different one. You, you do get invited to a beach party that we do on Necker. Uh, with with membership, so so that's a fun way of of kind of dipping your toe in the water. You know, the trip to Necker is quite a bit more, uh, but but the the things that are included are are those retreats, uh, a, a summit, the, the summer camp. We also do a family event where we teach kids six to sixteen about business, and then things like like Haiti or some of these other epic experiences that we do. So Haiti is an impact experience. Uh, those are all separate. So they're they're based on you know where we're where we're going and what we're doing. So Maverick One Thousand, that sounds like it's it's kind of its own its own thing now, and and you know you've evolved into this evolved enterprise. Let's just call it a thing. So what is this evolved enterprise thing? Yeah, so evolved enterprise. It's really I look at it as as a seed that we want to help help spread and, and so for uh, for getting entrepreneurs to really kind of rethink their their business and uh, and how how could they actually align their head right like their business side their, so the, the head like our, our logical our business side our marketing smarts uh, and of course our creative side of our brain with our hearts like how do we want to make an impact in the world in, in a greater way and then with our higher purpose like of what what were we designed to do here on our time and and when you get all that in alignment to me that's that's how you start getting into this evolved enterprise it's like moving from a, a transactional company to a transformational company to even transcending what what business can be and and it's a it's an ever growing uh actually one of my friends was like you should have called this evolving enterprise for your book because it is kind of an evolving process and it continues but it's a framework that starts from you it's like us as the founder getting clearer or clearer on what drives us in a deeper way and um and a lot of times when we start our businesses it's maybe serendipitous kind of you know figuring out a gap in the marketplace and it's like oh this is cool and figure out a way to make money but then pretty quickly it's like okay is this really the greatest use of my talents? You know, is this something that I feel like is worth worthy of me putting my, my life's energy towards? And, um, and when we really do stop and, and think about that, then then we start getting everything else into alignment. And and sometimes it comes with painful transitions like, uh, you know, that that, you know, what, what I was telling the story about, you know, Maverick Business Adventures and so forth and it not working out like that was the first thing that ever didn't quite work out. And it really forced me to to start disassociating my myself, like my my net worth with my self worth and my identity. Like our identity as entrepreneurs are so like deeply packed in and intermeshed together with our businesses, and starting to separate those. You know that was that was some of the work that that you really have to do. Totally, and I mean, you know, it takes a lot to evolve from you know doing. Uh, so was it was it landing page work or sales copy work? Did yeah. it do? Yeah, it was around. It was around right marketing and, and sales. Uh, and, and actually, so instant sales letters are like fill in the blank sales letter templates for to business. So yeah. I mean, you've evolved from that. I mean, I, I've watched one of the videos on uh, evolved enterprise, and then I see Peter Diamandis, and I'm looking at your your Skype picture right now. It seems like you're you're floating yeah. in the air or something like that, right? You're in some kind of space, I don't know, simulation or whatever. But how do you get to? How do you find yourself? How do you get connected with so many of these kind of influencers? Uh, so for me, it's been it's been about sharing a um, this common sort of DNA about about making a difference in the world through through business and you know how do we show up in that way and and, and it comes from like it can't come from an inauthentic place like that's 
that's really all I kind of care about. I call myself a, a catalyst of other catalysts, right? Like, so people that, that are doing big things in the world, like what I get excited by is giving them a sandbox or putting them in a sandbox with other people doing really big things in the world and, and being able to nudge them a little bit or, or you know, my, my wife will get, you know, she'll, she'll be annoyed at me because I'll be like, you know, I just want to instigate the instigators and catalyze the catalysts and, you know, connect the connectors. And, and she's like, okay, I got it. And, you know, I could go on for like 10 of those, right? But it's, it's, exciting to do that because there's so much leverage that happens there. And, and that's how, that's where, where those relationships come from. Um, it's, it's from, you know, also being really interested in, you know, what are they, what do they want to do? Because most of them want to have, they, they have something big that they want to do. And, and how do I become a resource for, for them through our network or through, you know, who, who else I'm connected to and, and that, that can help them in, in some way, shape or form. And, um, I don't know, it's been, uh, it, it's definitely been this, this amazing sort of, sort of journey of, uh, of these relationships and this, um, this tapestry that's been that's been woven from from people that are doing some of the most amazing things in the world. Before I cover the I guess the offering for Evolved Enterprise, I mean taking a business to transcend it. What does that mean? Does that mean you know making the business more about you know helping the world, charity, uh, philanthropy, things like that? Or what does it mean to be transcendent? Is my question. Yeah, transcending is is that highest level. Um, so at, at transactional, it's you know pretty much what it sounds like, right? Like I have an onion, you have an onion, and how do we sell it better? Um, transformational is everyone's identity whoever the business is in contact with changes. So uh, it's it's my identity as as a customer, my identity as a as a as a team member, like that that changes in some way. And then transcending is like how do we how do we use business as as truly this this gigantic force for good and, and we're thinking about every aspect of it. So from our, our distribution to our our talent within the organization to our, our voice, uh, you know, to to who we're employing. So a good example of this, um, kind of an unknown example, I think, is is this um, this company called Ultra Testing. So I'll, I'll keep the example in the tech world. They uh, they do quality control and and QA testing for like cross browser platform uh, compatibility for for different things. And what they've done is hired uh, people on the autism spectrum scale because typically they're they're more engaged with repetitive work and attention to detail and so forth. So what could be this complete disadvantage, they've turned it into a competitive advantage. And and to me that that's, you know, one way of transcending what our business can do. And and I well, I have eleven different impact models I talk about in the book and, and this one's called empowered employment. Got it. Okay. So you have the book and then uh, evolved enterprise, is that is there like another offering? Is there something else people can get? Yeah, yeah. So the, there's the book, and then uh, we ended up doing, uh, you know, through people wanted more. So we have we call this this evolved enterprise catalyst coalition. It's a grouping of entrepreneurs who come together uh, through a, an online virtual community, and then there's there's advanced training and, and materials inside there. Got it. Okay, great. Do you find it easier? I mean, you, you've done you know eight different product and service ideas over seven figures. Do you find it? Do you definitely find it more fulfilling? But do you find it easier to do business? Um, you know, thinking with this new mindset shift oh it's yeah it's it's like 10 times better i, I would say i mean the the the, the stats so I, there's you know this isn't even like a trend it's a seismic shift that's going on 
and and the the data coming back, it's showing that it's happening from the inside out and the outside in. And the outside in is consumer buying behavior changing. It's it's uh, you know consumers are willing to spend the same or more for companies or products with with companies that are that have a purpose behind what they're doing, that have a greater mission, that that are making a difference in some way. And then inside out is especially millennials, like they're willing to to uh, work for even less for companies that have a greater mission and purpose behind what they're doing. So it. it it really does work. And, you know, you, you'll find this interesting, maybe, Eric, is like from a, a, a standpoint on, on the digital side. I mean, I have, we have some examples in there. I have friends that have been doing this where even like very simple things that, that you can add to your business, like on their shopping cart page, they had a basically a choose your own donation for Make-A-Wish. And, and that decreased uh, shopping cart abandons by like 15 percent by just having that, you know, very simple little thing. I got another example in there of a friend of mine who did a split test with uh, a little certificate that says, you know, $50 from your purchase. It was a $2,000 product. Uh, $50 from your purchase goes to, you know, making a difference in some way. It talked about some of the charities they've already worked with. And then the other uh, AB test uh, didn't have that certificate and they had a 10% bump in a $2,000 product. So, you know, just from that, that sort of that, that data on that tactical level is, is really happening. Like this, this ROI is really fascinating to look at. Um, the, the people that I think have done the, the longest range of data on this is uh, are the authors of this book called Firms of Endearment. And they looked at companies from the S&P 500 and they looked at companies that they call uh, firms of endearment that had great culture and a bigger purpose behind them, public companies. So like um, Container Store, Whole Foods, uh, Southwest Airlines were a couple of them in there and and talking about their the difference that they saw, like it was negligible in like year one, year two, year three, but then like year five, year 10, year 15, you're, you're looking at 1400% difference uh, in return. So it, you know, just from a ROI standpoint, yes. Just from a standpoint of like, how do you do your greatest work and make a greater meaning in the world? You know, again, a yes, it's almost like it, it, it's almost too good to be true. And it feels right. It feels great because you're you have a bigger purpose. And again, it gets your team aligned in something bigger. It gets your customers to want to buy more and then spread the message like they become ambassadors. They become like, you know, just zealots in a way if you do it right. So so that's what the framework of Evolved Enterprise goes through. It starts with you and then the outer ring is cause, so the impact that you want to have. And then the outer ring of that is divided into three and it's it's creation, which is the product or service. Like how do you bake in that, that cause? or that impact and then the community and then the culture and what do you do with your culture and your team? Yeah. Usually with this podcast, I mean, I, I try to dive into, you know, revenue figures, like what's working in terms of customer acquisition and all these tactics. But I, I think this is the main thing, right? Like if you go for a purpose, you've already just revealed some case studies right now, but it also feels better to run a business that way. And you're going to be able to run a more sustainable business. And you've, you've gone through all these ventures. But what I'm finding too, is like at the end of the day, it's, it's not about, you know, the, the paycheck or whatever. It's, it's about how you impact the world. Um, and it just feels better, right? So, I mean, you, you've you kind of conveyed that. And I think it's really important. I mean, whether you go through, um, maybe you check out, you know, the Maverick 1000, you know, those of you in the audience or whatever it is exactly, I, I think it's important to align yourself and, and meet people that are like-minded, which is what, what Yannick has done. Um, do you do anything else besides, you know, uh, you know, these like Maverick 1000 events? Do you like what, what else do you do to connect with people or just uh, you talk about connecting people, or bringing people together? What else are you doing there? Yeah, I mean, our, we have we have a summer camp that I mentioned, Camp, camp Maverick, which is a little bigger. Uh, you don't have to be a Maverick member for that. And, and it's a it's more public events. Uh, it's still curated like an application, but it's it's a lot of fun with summer camp activities. But then we bring in some really amazing speakers and and uh 
and have them do not keynotes, but, but more like fireside chats and, and so forth. And, uh, but me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, of just meeting other people. So, so, you know, figuring out other, other places that, that I can meet exceptional entrepreneurs and, and people doing very cool things. So, you know, might be going to a couple conferences. If I'm not speaking at one, it's attending them. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, come on down to summit in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm going to make that one. <laughs> I, I mean, I know. I know Elliot. I, I've known him since he started Summit. I've, I've been to a few of the first uh, Summit ones. I haven't been to the bigger ones, so I haven't seen the evolution. And, and it's really incredible what he's been able to do with Powder Mountain and so forth. Yeah, life changing. All right, yeah. just a couple more questions for you uh, yeah. before we wrap up here. What's What's one piece of advice you tell your younger self? Let's say your 25 year old self. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I think that, you know, everything that I've done is, you know, like there's no, there's no mistakes and there's no like ways to do it over necessarily. Um, so it, it would really be just in like trusting that, that you're doing the right things. And of course I, I, you know, I wish that I had listened to or found the book like this or whatever it was like when I was 25 and really been able to, to put the pieces together because I was, I was thinking it, I was doing it in smaller ways, but I didn't have the. I don't know. I didn't have the framework. I didn't have the, and, and I don't know if I had to go through all, all the things I went through for 15 years before I figured it all out. But if I was going to tell myself one, one thing, it would really be to, to, to jump into ways of, uh, of, of keeping yourself whole faster. Uh, you know, like, so last couple of years I've, I've been meditating every day. Uh, I'm into yoga now. It's been, it's been one of these life changing kind of pieces. That's a practice. It's not a, you know, it's not a light switch. Um, taking, taking my health more seriously, taking, uh, you know, I, have, I have sugar once a week if I want to. So it's, it's like all these little things, just like maybe, maybe I tell them to go experiment more, uh, you know, with things, you know, like that, like to just see what, you know, how does that affect what you do and, and how you do them? Everything compounds, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so besides your book, and I know you recommended a book earlier in the podcast, I'm going to challenge you with a third book. What's one other must-read book you'd recommend to everyone? Uh, I, I like uh, I like books maybe that not everyone has has read. So the one that I would, I would recommend is called uh, The Great Work of Your Life. Wow. And- by a guy named Stephen Cope. It's it's essentially written by a yogi, and it takes uh, the Bhagavad Gita, which is one of our oldest spiritual texts, and and aligns it with all these people throughout history, like you know the the Mandelas of the world and the Gandhis and so forth. Susan B. Anthony, like how did they live? And this this book is about living your dharma, like your your true path, like your you know your your journey in that aspect and, and getting full alignment with, with your Dharma and, and what does that look like? And so, so that's really, it's, it's a big, it's a big read. Uh, it's actually, it's really well written. So it's not hard, you know, it's not like a, it's, it's not, you're not slogging through it. Uh, and it's, it's actually pretty neat to see all these people's lives who, who have done something great. And, and like when they, found what that was that they were meant to do and how everything aligned and got turbocharged. Awesome. Well, Yannick, this has been great. What's the best way for people to find you online? Uh, you know, you can check out my my blog that I intermittently blog at, which is yannicksilver.com, Y-A-N-I-K, silver.com. Uh, Evolved Enterprise, the book is, you know, on Amazon or anywhere else uh, or evolvedenterprise.com. We have a, a great package there where we actually, uh, you help fund a, a village that we, we put together for micro entrepreneurs in East Africa. And then, uh, you know, if you're interested in some Maverick stuff, maverick1000.com. Great. Yannick, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, Eric. It was awesome. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week, and remember to take action and continue growing.